Welcome to today's episode of Teacher Prep Rally, a show that highlights success in the classroom and reminds you that you're part of a team of educators finding new and better ways to help today's kids learn and achieve great things. I'm your host, Sarah Warren. I'm a learning coach for Windsor Middle School here in Windsor, Colorado. Let's get started sharing some ideas about what today's learners need to succeed. In this episode, I interviewed Vicki Hall, the learning coach from Mountain View Elementary School here in Windsor, about the three questions she uses to address digital citizenship with kids. Um, so, Vicki, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Vicki Hall, and I am the learning coach and teacher librarian at Mountain View Elementary School in Windsor. And tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been a teacher librarian? I've been a teacher librarian just for the last three years. This is my third year. Um, I have been in the technology realm for um, 12 years and have done some form of coaching or other over those 12 years. Okay. Um, And so being the uh, teacher librarian and coach at Mountain View, um, you have had the opportunity to tackle digital citizenship, and um, and you've taken an interesting approach for that. And I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing some of that with us. A couple of things that have come on board is sometimes there's that just-in-time digital citizenship. So one of the things that I've um, kind of developed is a little question criteria um, that I use with students. Is it the right tool? Mm-hmm. Is it the right time? And is it the right use of the tool? For example, um, if a teacher asks you to write a paragraph, are you using the right tool to get that accomplished? So you wouldn't necessarily use GarageBand if your teacher's expecting you to write a paragraph. So are you making the best effective use of the tool available to you? Um, The second one is, is it the right time for the tool? So if you're working on something for a different class during um, math, is that the right time to use that tool? You're using the tool correctly, but it might not be the right time for that tool. And then finally, is it the right use of the tool? So imagine you're collaborating with somebody on a slide presentation and you pull up a chat because you're not in the same split space and um, but you're using the chat not to talk about, hey, I'm going to work on slide three Mm -hmm. and add the title, um, but you're planning your weekend. So Mm -hmm. you're using the tool correctly because you're communicating with your partner, Mm -hmm. but you're not using it for the right purpose if you're planning your weekend. when it comes down to direct instruction, I have used the Common Sense Media lessons as a basis um, for instruction for third, fourth, and fifth graders. Um, but I try and make it a little bit more dynamic. Um, so can we talk about those questions a little bit more and what, sure. that, what that looks like in the school? So if you have those three questions, are those questions that you use when you instruct? Are they questions that... Um, you expect teachers to use to have conversations with kids. Um, does administration use them when they're doing discipline? Like, where and when would you see those questions being asked? Kids? Currently, it's um, administration and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I'm working with students, you know, collaboratively or, you know, co-teaching, I use those questions Mm -hmm. in guiding the students through their work. Mm -hmm. Um, The administration does use them Mm -hmm. um, when dealing with discipline. So we haven't branched it out to whole staff yet, Um, but that's, that could be a place that we're going. We're just testing the waters and seeing how kids are responding to it and see if we need to tweak it Mm -hmm. to include anything else. What have you found so far in terms of the response from kids when you use those questions with them? I think it, for our third, fourth, and fifth graders, it's something that they can really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also given some direct instruction on on using the tools. So I've made some analogies. If you're digging a hole to plant a tree, you wouldn't use a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does eventually dig a hole, but it's not very effective. So making the right choice of that tool. Um, When it comes to, you know, making a wrong choice, um, I have this great illustration of a a lady and her husband riding the subway, Mm -hmm. and she's trimming her toenails, and Mm -hmm. she's using toenail clippers. Toenail clippers are absolutely the right <laughs> tool for that job, mm-hmm. but man, on the subway is probably the not not the best time to do that. Mm-hmm. So helping them make some connections to real life mm-hmm. um, scenarios that they're familiar with. Um, so I think in doing that, mm-hmm. when you say, hey, is that the right tool for the job? They can make that connection pretty quickly. So do you do a sort of direct instruction lesson with all the third, fourth, and fifth graders in your school to set up that parameter, or is it just something that you can kind of pull out of your back pocket? It's something I pull out of my back pocket. Um, I do have opportunities to um, have a three one-hour sessions um, with third, fourth, and fifth graders a semester, uh-huh. um, and it's something that I can start with um, because I think that covers a lot of bases as we move forward um, with the work that we do, uh-huh. just myself and the students, but then something they can, they can keep in mind as they work in other environments outside our time together. Um, that sounds like a really neat way to approach things, and I wonder if it's something that's really scalable, if it's something that could really become a common practice across the school or maybe even a bigger community like that. Making the question so generic, you can apply it to a lot of situations. Yeah, and not just digital citizenship. Right. Right? I mean, if somebody's whacking, you know, if they're fencing with meter sticks, which they used to do periodically in my science class, I have to confess, you know, that conversation works there, too. It's more of a citizenship question than a digital citizenship Exactly, exactly. Um, Which I think is really neat. Um, I wonder if there are are structures like that that we can use effectively with kids so that we're we're all using the same language with them. I wonder if that gives it more power in the long run too. Have you thought about that? I haven't, but I, I pulled this together just as a as a quirk one day, just mm-hmm. I pulled it out of my back pocket. Just a and I've been, blinding flash of inspiration. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it was, you know, momentary, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I've been slowly working with it to kind of refine it in my mind and mm-hmm. then feeling comfortable to the point where I can um, share it out with administration and then we take it from there. Well, thank you for sharing it with us today. Um, how do you feel like it fits with other lessons that you do on citizenship or digital citizenship? 
when we talk about, for example, conflict resolution, mm-hmm. and um, we've talked a lot about with uh, communicating online, um, the difference between tone and content mm-hmm. um, when we're using online communication. Um, we can also talk about is the tool we're using the right tool to resolve conflicts? Um, is it the right tool to share a picture on Instagram because you're mad at, at someone? Is it um, if, is it a right tool to text your mom to let her know you're late? Absolutely. Right. But there's tone and content, uh-huh. you know, so be aware of capital letters, punctuation, emojis, um, being formal with your communication, depending on who you're talking with or uh-huh. informal. Well, and I like that it sort of goes to the language arts standard of knowing your audience, right? Exactly. And, and writing for your audience or speaking to your audience. You know, there are there may be times to not use any capital letters and use a, a letter U for the word you, right? That There are times when that's totally appropriate and times when it's not. And your three questions kind of get at thinking about the situation and is this situationally appropriate for what I'm doing? Well, and when we talk about communicating for a variety of purposes, mm-hmm. um, we've done some simulations where a parent is um, communicating with a student, hey, will you call me when you get home? Mm-hmm. And we say it very flat using a period at the end of the sentence. They mm-hmm. see it visually on a screen. But then what if the parent was reading it mm-hmm. and was stressing a word? Well, then they might use italics. Right. If it was in print, mm-hmm. what would that look like if it was a text? Well, you can't always do italics. Mm-hmm. So it might be a cap- capital letters. Can you call me when you get home? Mm-hmm. And so that you're using the exact same words, which is content, mm-hmm. but the tone changes depending on how you type it in right. or the choice word choice could help to t- determine the tone mm-hmm. and sometimes the emojis can <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, you can send conflicting information because the emoji says one thing but the, the tone is changed or the content is changed by that emoji exactly. so make sure you know what you're trying to communicate and you're sending clear messages yeah as as somebody late to the emoji world i have to say i always stress about is that the right emoji for what i'm really trying to say <laughs> um so um i totally see what you're saying with that um and i think that that tone piece i wonder if that even becomes sort of a fourth question or another teachable of um you know how did you say it was it the right way to say it or was it the right way to to do what you were doing. Well, and there's been a quote that's been floating around in in my world for years. It's not what you said, but it's how you made me feel. Mm. And I kind of liken it, um, the teaching the tone and content to that effect. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not, you know, mean what you say and say what you mean, whatever you choose to connect it to. I think with all the different kinds of communication that students have access to, we need to show them that there's an impact, mm-hmm. that they're influencing the way people feel mm-hmm. um, based on the way they choose to communicate. And so that's as much of a read-write communicate skill as Absolutely. writing a five-paragraph essay. And just a standard citizenship skill. You know, I, it is 
shocking to me when you really dive into, okay, we need to teach digital citizenship. And I want to dig into that and do a really good job at it. The more you try to do a good job at teaching digital citizenship, you realize you're just teaching citizenship. And yeah, there's different venues or different tools for that. Um, but really when it comes down to it, it's, it's just, as I heard somebody say recently, it's just being a good human, you know, um, and teaching kids how to be thoughtful about that. Well, and, and we recently took on the title of a learning coach mm -hmm. and initially it was digital learning coach. But yeah, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about them dropping the digital titles? Um, after having some conversations with um, some supervisors, I'm okay with it now. I was mm -hmm. a little concerned about it at first mm -hmm. because I feel like I've spent a lot of time becoming um, highly qualified in a, my chosen area, mm -hmm. and I was worried that that would go away. Right. Um, but after having conversations with these with um, some supervisors, I feel like that is not being taken away from me mm -hmm. um, because we do have other people in our buildings that have other levels of expertise. I am not going to communicate or try and coach a teacher who is coming up with strategies to work with an English language learner. Mm -hmm. We have a coach for that. Right. And so I can direct them to somebody who has a greater level of expertise in that area. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're asking me about tools, effective digital tools or effective um, library resources, um, then I'm your person. Right. So and I'm okay with, with being just a learning coach at this time. Yeah, and it kind of speaks to the integration of the digital really shouldn't be separate from the learning, right? It should be, it should only be there to serve a purpose for the learning. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate you sharing Oh, us. thank you so much. This was a blast. Okay, Vicki, thanks for sticking around for the questionnaire. Um, the first question is, what tech tip, tool, or shortcut could you not live without? My new favorite tool is called Mercury Reader, and it's an extension for Chrome. Okay. And what I love about it is you can take um, a web page or um, some other kind of digital content, and when you engage Mercury Reader, mm -hmm. it gets rid of all the extraneous um, ads Oh, and nice. all the all those little um, distractions, mm -hmm. um, banners, and so forth, and leaves just the text, mm -hmm. um, which is amazing. Um, really and kind of simplifies and focuses it, things. It does, mm -hmm. and if you um, you can turn it into a PDF, okay. and then use it as a link and add it to your. Um, learning management system, okay. which is great. Um, if you want students to read it online, then they have the, if the students use the, the extension, they have the option then of increasing the size of the font, oh, okay. um, taking the um, serif off, going sans serif for serif, uh -huh. um, and then finally they can change the contrast if they needed to. So there's lots of options to make adjustments for um, learners styles, mm -hmm. um, but I like that it takes away all of the extraneous um, garbage. What types of readers do you feel like it helps? Do you think it helps everybody, or does it really help our struggling readers? Or I think it could help everybody because mm -hmm. there's not all of those 
um, peripheral distractions. Mm -hmm. um, if you want kids to focus on the content mm -hmm. of the web page or the article, um, then that's what they should be focusing on, not the the dancing banana over on the right. <laughs> that sounds really so nice. Mercury readers. Have, have you found that it works well? Are there certain web pages that it doesn't work with? Or? There are certain pages it doesn't work well with, and it's just by guess and by golly, just mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Um, most of the time I've, I've learned that it will keep the graphics and captions mm -hmm. that are part of the web page. Mm -hmm. It's just if there's too much going on integrated within the text that it tends to not work as well. Okay, cool. Um, let's see, the second question is the inspiration question. What are you watching, listening to, or reading that's inspiring you right now? Um, AJ Giuliani and John Spencer are like my new heroes. <laughs> uh, I'm putting my hands on and listening to and reading everything I can I can find of theirs. Mm -hmm. um, What's the first thing you read of theirs? Was that launch? It was launch. Mm -hmm. um, and then I read Empower, mm -hmm. which is very timely because it's about personalized learning. Mm -hmm. And I find their text um, and formatting so user-friendly. And it's, it's almost like reading a graphic novel or something. And, you know, it was so accessible. I thought, exactly. I exactly. And so I do listen to both their podcasts. And then um, I have um, I have inbox articles delivered to me um, from AJ Giuliani that are just like amazing. And once again, so accessible uh -huh. and very timely. Um, the best thing I listened to this summer was um, AJ talking about the need for rest mm -hmm. and how teachers need a chance to just get away and and re-energize. And, and I think logically we know that's true. Right. But when he explained it, it was just like, absolutely, no right. kidding. <laughs> a lot of it's people perfect. don't really understand how tired you are at the end of a school year. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you seen the video writing or the video writing prompts that John Spencer does on YouTube. Um, if you haven't seen those, you should check him out. He, okay. he animates these whole writing prompts that are great little creative writing activities and um, give kids a little bit more of a jumping off point than a traditional writing prompt. So. Oh, that would be amazing because we have lots of um, teachers that implement just free writing or, mm -hmm. um, and so if they can include those as, um, prompts yeah. for kids, I, I might increase their engagement. Yeah, I'll add a link to the show notes and I'll share it with you too. Thank you. That'd be really cool. Um, cool. The third question is, if you could change one thing about public education today, what would it be? Um, I would like to change the perception that um, teachers get the summer off mm. <laughs> or that, you know, we're done at 3.30. Yeah. Um, I think Many people um, don't understand the amount of work that we do put in um, in the evenings, on the weekends, over the summer. We take classes. Mm -hmm. We work on um, content. We build lesson plans. We wake up in the middle of the night having a bad dream about a student that we're worried about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, so I think it's... And I think if people had a clearer understanding mm -hmm. of um, walking in our shoes, 
there would be a greater appreciation. Um, some people might believe that because they went to school mm-hmm. that they know about education. Yeah. And um, there's a lot more than goes into it. Well, isn't that interesting that we think that, though, because just because you go to the doctor doesn't, you don't really think you know medicine necessarily, right? <laughs> or, um, I don't know, that's kind of an interesting um, and not just that we have. Yeah, and I... I don't want to give anybody the, my perception that, um, that it's awful and we don't like what we do mm-hmm. because we wouldn't do it otherwise. But I just, I would think their appreciation for our profession mm-hmm. would grow if they knew um, the blood, sweat, and tears. And yes, there are tears <laughs> yes. that we put into our jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't give us band-aids for nothing, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, if people have questions for you or want to um, follow up with you, is there a way that they can contact you? I would love to get emails at my school email address, which is victoria.hall at weldre4.org. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. Well, Vicki, thanks again for talking with me. I really like how simple and elegant your three questions are for coaching kids in making better decisions around technology and just better decisions in general. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Teacher Prep Rally. You can find the show notes for this podcast at teacherprepralli.blogspot.com. Remember, you can also share your ideas, comments, or reactions on Twitter with the hashtag teacher prep rally or tag me at wizard warren tune in next time to hear more interviews and inspiration on teacher prep rally